into it. What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to What Girl and uh, her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Monday. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a lovely weekend. Hope you're having a lovely start to your week. And we hope that we're going to start it off great. Okay, sounds good. Okay, sounds good. Sounds like a plan, ma'am. Okay, cool. Um, welcome back, everyone. It's actually been a while since we've recorded. It's, it was actually really uh, nice. I, we had a break. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. Yeah, we got ahead a little bit, so we were able to take some days off. And it was, well, you guys didn't hear anything different. <laughs> but for us, it was like a little bit of a like, break. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't have to worry about anything for a while. So, um, we have some updates. Um, we are going to update you on our life, and we're also going to update on some emails, which I'm so excited for. We have a few good updates, juicy ones. The juicy juice? The juicy juice. It's been a while since we've done email updates, so I'm really excited. Um, so, yeah, let's catch you up on our life. Really, listen, you guys, I've seen three Broadway shows. <laughs> I'm an addict. What can I say? But it's an addiction that doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> What's that audio from TikTok? Have you heard that audio? Oh, here she goes. No, Maybe I am addicted. Wait, but it doesn't hurt anyone or something like that. I'm saying it totally fucking wrong. But it's an audio on TikTok. Anyways, um, so I'll give you guys my quick synopsis if you don't care about Broadway. Sorry, maybe skip ahead a little bit. The first one that I went to was POTUS. And actually, it's a very new show. It just started like literally last month. And Julianne Hough is in it. Um, a woman from SNL, I don't recall her name, but she's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. You watch SNL? No. Well, once I was oh. yeah, but... Oh, okay, okay, I'm okay. A, I'm asleep by then. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's... <laughs> it was something my parents and I used to, like, watch, like, the next day, or, like, if we were awake, like, we were sleeping on the couch, but, like, we would always watch SNL. It was, like, part of my childhood. So it was cool to see her, like, right in front of my face. And then also an actress from Orange is the New Black... Okay. You didn't watch that either, right? I, I watched maybe a few episodes, yeah. Okay. She has like, kind of like buzz cut, like short oh, hair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hysterical. So she was in that. Um, there's a lot of like really great actors. And what happened was I really wanted to go. Um, my friend, Fran, that we usually like team up and go to Broadway shows together, she had already seen it. And I was like, who can I bring? And then I realized it's a play, not a musical. And you know, like when you have a partner, you want to share their passions with, you want to share your passions with them, you know, like I'm sure. very passionate about Broadway. And the only show that Zane has been to was Wicked, which I think Wicked's a great show. Do I think it's a great show for Zane? Absolutely fucking not. Would never take him to Wicked. So I'm like, you have to give me a chance. To redeem. Redeem. Because you've been to a bunch of Broadway shows with me, like every single one is a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. It's a whole totally different thing. Like you never know what you're going to get. Exactly. And it's not just like you like, I feel like you can't, it's not like you like Broadway shows or you don't. It's like, you just have to find the right show that you like. Right. It's like TV. There's different exactly. genres. You have to find what floats your boat. Right. And Zane tried to compare it to like, oh, well you wouldn't go to like a video game, like Call of Duty event with me. I said, I would go to a video game event, but not for Call of Duty. Right. I would go for like, What's the game we played? The cooking game? Overcooked. I would go for an overcooked event. Sure. It's different categories. Exactly. Or like a switch thing with your crossing island. What is that? Oh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't fucking play that. What did that last a month? <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same as when you play as a kid, you know, when you try to go back to something and you're like, eh, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah. 
Um, I'm also just not a video game gal. But anyways, so I was trying to explain to him, I'm like, there's Broadway shows that I wouldn't care to see, you know? Like, there's just different categories. And when I put it in that perspective for him, he was like, okay, that kind of makes sense, you know? Like, I'm like, this one is, because he... Oddly enough, he's a music producer, but he doesn't like when they sing. He doesn't like the musical part. He'd rather them just act the whole time. He mm-hmm. he feels like when they sing, he kind of just like loses his focus. He doesn't care for it. I like it. I think it adds to the emotion, mm-hmm. but I get that it just doesn't click for him. So I was like, this is a comedy. It's modern. It has a lot of like A-list celebrities in it. And this it's not a musical. So I was like, if he's going to try a show, like a little nervous though, because I've never seen it. So I was like, I can't judge if he would like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, the only iffy thing was it's just like a cast of seven women. So I was like, maybe the comedy is going to be like very like women based, mm-hmm. you know, it's like seeing a, a guy comic or like a female comic, you know, it's just more relatable. Right. So I, I was a little iffy on it, but I was like, you know what? I'll get us some tickets. And he's like, okay, fine. Like, I finally convinced him because I was like literally getting upset when we were having the conversation. He's like, you're literally getting sad. I'm like, yeah, because this is something I love and I want you to come experience it with me. And you're shutting me down because you saw one show that you were like, eh, it was all right. Right. I'm like, you can't just base your experience off of that. If I base it off one show, then I would never go see Broadway again because there's definitely shows that I don't like, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just personal preference. Um. But I think just as a whole, I like the whole like live experience and he prefers like a movie or a TV show, whatever. Anyways, so we ended up going. It was fun to have just like a night out. I was so excited that he was like going to come see a Broadway show with me. We went to dinner and we went to the show and we got there nice and early. Like it worked out well. We did miss the train on the way there. Motherfucker, we ran up to it and we watched it pull away. we're running right we park and we're running up the stairs and then I hear the doors close as we're running up the stairs I'm like fuck me I hear the doors closing and we go up to it and I was like no no and I like the doors were closed I was like no let us in and then it just started to pull away I know motherfuckers but luckily the there was another train like two minutes after it just got there it was longer train right so it got there a little bit later so we had to change our reservations but like it worked out totally fine um so anyways the show Zane liked it. Is he like a Broadway fiend like me? No, absolutely not. But he enjoyed it. We both laughed out loud a bunch. And I thought the show was good. I don't think it was my favorite show I've ever seen. But also I've seen so much hype around it. So I think my expectations were way too high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I thought it was a hysterical show. I thought it was well done. I thought it was funny. I loved the set. Um, And yeah, I think it was a well done show. And I loved seeing like like seeing Julian Huff right in front of me like what the fuck like Safe Haven is one of my favorite movies like love that movie you've seen that movie yeah yeah like she's just amazing um I think the beginning of it was a tiny bit slow but I think it picked up and I think it was a good show and Zane enjoyed it and all in all he had a good night I don't think he would pay money on his own to go see a Broadway show but I think if I asked him to tag along to something he was slightly interested in, and he would come again. Nice. Which is fine. To each their own. Everybody's got their own interests, you know? Um, But he said to me before we went, he's like, listen, if I don't like this one, I'm not going back to Broadway unless you're acting in it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're not going to go, bud. So don't worry. So yeah, we saw that one. And then the other two that I saw was actually... It was an accident, but what happened was a while ago, my parents and I bought tickets to Jersey Boys because I've never seen it. It's an iconic show, and it's closing at the end of May, and so I was like, 
my anxiety. Like I can't go without seeing this show and letting it close. So they were, they were down. We ended up getting tickets for it, um, on a Sunday night and we got a hotel because my parents don't like to come home <laughs> late at night after a show. I'm like, okay, I guess we could stay overnight. Um, Wait, so, so did you just get home this morning? No, no. Oh, wait. Sunday night. Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. I'm so used to recording on a Monday. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we came home Monday. So we got we bought the tickets to Jersey Boys. Then I get an email. If you guys know, I love the company, Yes Broadway. They send me to shows. They're amazing. I'm spoiled. But she she emailed me and she was like, um, tickets to Funny Girl, Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday. And I was like, I'm already going to the city on Sunday. So like, let me do a double show day, right? I was like, okay. And I had two tickets. So, and like, my dad didn't care. He's like, I'll go sit at a bar and eat chicken wings. Like, I don't give a shit and drink a beer, you know? So me and my mom went to a three o'clock show. We made it to the city and we were sitting at like red lights and literally it would have been faster to walk. So we got out at a red light and like walked Walk. to the venue. <laughs> At, some, at a certain point but we made it to the show I hate being late to a Broadway show it's like one of my biggest pet peeves so I was like ma I need you to give me your all because my mom okay. can't walk quick she's got bad knees I was like I need you to give me your all right now we're five minutes away from the theater we're gonna make it there get our things and sit our ass down and we did it I was very proud of her we did good <clears throat> so yeah so we went and did a double show day so that I didn't have to go back and forth to the city twice in a weekend um, which I would not recommend. I was exhausted by the time we got to the second show. It was just a lot. It was a lot. So how was- I can't even imagine actors that have to do two shows in a day. What was it? Funny Girls? So it was Funny Girl. Okay. Um, it, you know, the movie that was out like really long time ago, it's an old movie with, uh, Barbara Streisand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny Girl. Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of like a musical version okay. of it. It actually was getting a lot of bad reviews. People didn't like the main actress. <clears throat> And I think they were expecting her to sound like Barbara Streisand. Mm. Um, but anyways, if I had to be super nitpicky, I guess her singing was like a little bit nasally, but she was playing this like New York Jewish girl. And I think she was just like was say, if portraying the character. Barbara Streisand is nasally. Yeah. Her voice. I mean, I don't know anything about Barbara Streisand. I've never seen the original movie, so I wouldn't know. But I think people were being very nitpicky, and I thought that her acting was great. I thought she did a great job. So I thoroughly enjoyed the show. My mom and Good. I were laughing the whole time. There was also an actress that you would know. Did you watch Glee? Yes. Okay. Um, what the fuck is her name? And she's a game show host, tall, blonde. Oh, Jane. Jane something. Lynch. Yes, Jane Lynch. She was in it. Oh. I had no idea. She came out on stage, and everyone was clapping. I was like, what the fuck? She's in this show? Wow. I love that all these like mainstream like A-list actors are like going to broadway that's i think that's nice. so cool yeah very nice so that i thought the show was great i thought the set was great we had great seats um thank you ts broadway for sending me but i would never do two shows in a day ever again <laughs> um it was just a lot but then after we went to eat real quick and then we went to jersey boys and i don't know if this is because i saw the show before and i was just like done with it at the end of the day or maybe this is just my opinion. This is a hot take because people love Jersey Boys. But mm-hmm. I saw it at New World Stages. And it's a smaller theater. It's not, But it's not supposed to be an off-Broadway show. Like Jersey Boys is a Broadway show. You know what I mean? Um, I thought the set was lackluster. I thought that the graphics were weird. They had graphics up top and they were like comic book style. 
And I'm just like, what does that have to do with like Jersey boys from Jersey? You know what I mean? Like the graphics were not adding up. And um, the acting was great. Singing was amazing. I felt the show was a little bit slow. But also this could be because I was exhausted from my day. So I don't want to like judge it too hard. Um, Overall, it was a good show. But I just think that I'm a very big on visuals. I think visuals are so important in a show and it really like gets you invested in feeling like you're like watching them right in front of you. Right. And I just felt like they changed the scene and then they put like a table in front of like the slate. It was just like slate gray behind them, like metal slate with like two stairs on each side. And they would just like bring out a table or they would bring out a piano or they would like make it look like they were in a studio, but it would just be like mics. And like some of the, some of it was cool, but like I was just expecting a lot more from like Jersey boys. Like when we saw Michael Jackson, like think about like that visual experience that we had. Mm -hmm. This one just felt a little bit more like low budget. Wow. Which I was not expecting because Jersey boys is a very, very iconic show. Mm. So I was expecting a lot more pizzazz. Yeah. A little bit more oomph because I don't know. I think we were spoiled with Michael Jackson. It's one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. I think that was a sick show. It was beautiful. It was insane. Um, and, and just visually, it was just lackluster for me. Again, wow. like acting was great. Singing was great. I just think they could have brought more. more right. Yeah, and made it feel more like like you were like there. And what did mom and dad think of it? Um, dad loved it. Mom kind of feels the same as me. She like enjoyed it because the music was great. It was like all like old like doo-wop music, mm-hmm. you know? And the singers were amazing. Like amazing singing. It felt like you were like back in the 50s. But I think we both, yeah, we both kind of agreed that like it was just a little bit slow and a little bit lackluster in the visual department. And your dad was probably just there for the music. He was just vibing. about the gray slate wall, you know? He's like, that's just, Yeah, well, he, I think also he relates to it more too. Like that's another thing is like young boys with the New York Jersey accents, you know, like, and the doo-wop music. It was like more relatable to him. Um but I've seen shows like that, like the one I saw in New Jersey, it was about um, that guy's life, that singer. Mm-hmm. And that was like old school Jersey type. And I enjoyed that one actually more. Hot yeah. take. But yeah. everybody's got their own opinion on Broadway, you know? But you'll never know until you see it. And like, it's funny because my friend that is like super into Broadway, like didn't care that much for Funny Girl, but loved Jersey Boys and seen it three times. And I had like total opposite opinion. Yeah. That's so it just goes wow. to show, yep. like, you literally have to have your own opinion. Like, I don't trust nobody's opinion on, like, reviews on restaurants or, like, movies or TV shows. Like, you have to try it for yourself. Because mm-hmm. everybody is so fucking different. And, like, the fact that me and my friend both love Broadway and had totally different opinions is, like, goes to show. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are the three shows I saw. And then on the way home yesterday... We, like, wanted to grab a bite to eat, and I've never been to the Ellen Stardust Diner, mm. where they, like, sing mm-hmm. the whole time. And it was so cool. Really? I'm so glad that we went. Yeah. That's nice. It was really fun. Um, they put on, like, a whole thing. Like, there was one time where somebody was singing, and, like, the whole, like, staff come came behind them. Like, one was dressed in, like, a pickle suit, and, like, the other one were, like, holding stuff. One had a wig on. Like, they make it, like, so fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, why not? Like, and like you don't, they don't charge you extra, you know. It's just like you're eating at a regular diner, but you're getting like entertainment for free. I mean, obviously they come around for like donations and stuff, but like it was just like a really cool experience. So if you go to New York City, everybody always asks us like what to do. The 
like I will tell you like the food was not like the best food I've ever had in my life but it was fine but it was like for the experience it's like Hard Rock Cafe right or like what's the other one uh, Planet Planet Hollywood Hollywood. yeah it's like you go there for the experience right Um, but I would definitely recommend it's right near Times Square Nice. Nice. Yeah. And that was that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sounds like you had a very eventful few days. Yeah. That's awesome. It was a lot. Am I ready to sit home now? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. No, literally. Yeah. So sorry if you don't care about Broadway. That was a long synopsis, but it's what I'm passionate about. So, And they're along for the ride. Yeah. Next, I need to see Book of Mormon. That needs to happen. I've been wanting to see that for so long. Miss Doubtfire is also closing. I know. I saw that yesterday. I know. I'm like, I need to go see that before it closes. I think I'll be sad if I don't. I, I It was like an article why. written and people's comments were like, it was such a great show. Yeah. Da, I, don't, da, 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 da. I don't know why. <clears throat> I don't know. It has I not been out that long. No, it hasn't. No. I don't know why it's closing already. So I would like to maybe see that because... Love Robin Williams. Yeah. Loved that movie. So that'd be cool. Mm. Anyways, what's up with you? Nothing. Okay. I had something happen to me the other day when you said eyesight. It reminded me that I wanted to tell you a story. But were you about to say something? No. Oh. I'm boring. Oh, okay. Um, You were telling me a story about how sometimes when your eyesight goes like black. Yes. Dude, the other day, I don't know what the fuck happened to me. I was going to cook and all of a sudden my eyes like were so fucked I thought I was going down I called Zane and I was like I'm scared like I think I might be going blind I have a fear of going blind so I'm being dramatic but like I'm like I feel like I'm going blind like it looked like you know when we play those games and you put on those like googly glasses yeah and like everything is like fucked up in front of you like distorted that's how it was looking to me Huh. And then I started cutting an onion, and then, like, my eyes started tearing, and then I was, like, all sorts of fucked up. Oh, <laughs> but I was—it was really scary. It looked like—if I looked straight, it was, like, kind of clear, and then if I looked, like, to the side, it was, like, all fucked up. I don't know what happened to me. Maybe I was, like, dehydrated or something, but it was, like, fucking me up. I just wanted to relate to your story about your eyes. It wasn't, like, um—was it— If you look straight, did you see it, like, on your side, like, in your peripheral? Yeah, it, it was kind of like distorted. Yeah. Like everything was moving. You should look up ocular migraine. I get them all the time. Oh. And it's it's called ocular migraine. It's uh-huh. usually, it's usually brought on by stress. I've um, been stressed, yeah. But uh yeah, kind of looks like a kaleidoscope effect. Yeah. Like an aura, yeah. And it's always well, usually for me it's up in my left-hand side here where I could just see it. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to write on a piece of paper, and I was like, I don't even know where, where I'm writing right now. It was freaking me I out. I mean, maybe not, but that, if you look it up and you see what the image is, you would know right away. You were like, yeah, that's it, or no, it's not it, you know? Oh, like it shows but, like what it would look like. Yeah. Oh, understood. Um, okay. But if it was just all like blurried, maybe it was that you were just like dehydrated or even stressed out. I mean, you put going through a lot of whatever, you know? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, no, I, it's just I too am much for your body, and your body's like, yo, you need to sit down and relax a minute, take a breather. Mercury's mm-hmm. in Gatorade too. Yeah. Gatorade. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard people say that. No, but I. That is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> There's mercury and Gatorade? What? No more Gatorade for my house. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, that too explains a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. There's so much going on in my life right now, and like, you're not supposed to be making any big decisions, and I'm stressed, and there's just, yeah, it's a lot. But that's okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's okay. I don't remember what happened, but literally a few weeks or whenever it started, Something happened to me, and I was like, is Mercury in retrograde? And I looked it up, and it was. It was, like, the day before it started. I think it was the day that Zane and I were going to the show, and, like, something happened, and I was like, Mercury's got to be in retrograde. And it fucking was. Isn't that weird? Wow. So like weird. Like train? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was weird. Damn. Mercury's fucking with us again, huh? Yeah, we'll blame it on her. Yeah. It's all her fault. <laughs> my, my life gets fucked up when she's not in retrograde, but for now, we can blame her. It's all her fault. Yeah. And that's all I've got. That's my update. Huh. Um, yeah. Sounds like a bunch of fun. You're so fun. <laughs> I am definitely not fun. You no. Uh, you need to start writing things down because I know things happen to you. You probably just forget. No, really, it didn't. I mean, we had um, this weekend. I have uh, my big den window has. Oh, did you finally do it? No, we just uh, finally got the wall out. Okay, like we took down all the wall. Oh, sorry. Explain yeah. to them. Sorry, I got yeah, you. Off. We took, I just have a leaky window which got inside, and I don't know. I was just sitting there going, "Why do I smell mold?" And sure enough, so we had to break it apart. It's not done yet because we need to have. Um, like good weather for the weekend and every fucking weekend it's like we have one really shitty day and then one nice day but I don't want to be taken out my window but this weekend I think it's supposed to be nice so it might be this weekend because the window's huge that's a big ass window so to take that out for any amount of time I have animals I gotta worry about jumping in and out and fucking it's gonna be a big fucking ordeal and then like oh because we don't really know what we need until we really take everything apart you have to like leave it and then it's like, we're going to have to leave it. Ooh, so it's like, yeah. yeah, I need to make sure somebody's here watching the right, one of them, Somebody's going to have to stay home and just <laughs> yeah, stand just in front of the stand. window with their arms out. <laughs> but it's just like a pain in the ass. And yeah, so we finally got some work done on that. And I took Aaliyah. Oh, sad. But if anybody from Long Island, the Massapequa Mall is closing. I mean, that mall's been on a downfall for a long Thank time. Thank God. But... Um, I had went there looking for, because they had a Windsor there, and mm. we we went to Windsor in another mall, and Aaliyah liked the dress, but they didn't have her size. Okay. Or whatever it was. So I was like, oh, yeah. let's go to the Windsor in the other mall. And then when we got there, it was closed. Mm. And every other fucking store was closed. There was like maybe five stores open. It was like, holy shit. But like... Charlotte Russe, Forever 21, all those, they had like 70% off... Um, everything. So I went with Aaliyah, and she got like a shit ton of clothes, so cheap. Oh, really? And so she was excited. Um, so that was one thing we did. And she went to her junior prom. She went to her junior prom. Poor thing. She got fucking trampled on. I can't with her. Thank God her ankle was not broken. <laughs> broken. It fucking swelled up horribly. And we went to. I took her to urgent care. And they said that that particular one doesn't have an x-ray tech, you know, because 
they're slow. So they're like, oh, you can go to the one over here or over there. And then I'm like, okay. I said, I have to get gas first because you know me. I ride on fumes. <laughs> so like, all right. And then Aaliyah's like, unless you want to see, do you think we should just go home and keep icing it, see how the swelling goes? And I'm like, okay. And then I'm glad we did. I mean, she had a hard, like, maybe two days walking on it. But it was okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It was probably just badly bruised. But yeah. it swelled up and, you know. You know Aaliyah also. Aaliyah will say, oh, it's fine, and then wind up in a cast because it's broken. Uh-huh. So she's like, I'm scared that I'm downplaying it, but at the same time, I don't want to go for nothing. And right. I'm like, let's just go home then. We'll keep icing it. Yeah. The next morning, it looked horrible. She had a hard time walking, but it was okay. And now she's she's pretty much back to normal. Poor thing. Yeah. Aaliyah used to get hurt like every week in school, like whether it was like her finger or her toe or like something. And she it's was been always sick. Too. She's and always sick. But she's had such a good track record recently. And of course on her junior prom. Listen, and it was the funniest shit. She texts me, she's like, you know, one Travis song in and I'm like, What? <laughs> and then she sent me the picture and I'm like, Holy fuck. Really? Was it like how early did she leave the thing? Um, only about an hour. Oh, okay. So she got to enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, those things take a long time to get started. So she was so pissed off because that's when she was really, really like letting go and having a good time. And she said, and then after it happened, I was just sitting there and I put my hand on one of my other friends and I just started like on one foot. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) She goes, and then my friend looked down and she's like, you need to see your foot. And then she was, then it was just game over. Yeah. She went to the table. I'm like, Aaliyah, you need to go tell one of the, somebody, principals, deans, whoever's there, you need to go let them know and you need to get ice. Yeah. She's like, do you think they'll have ice? I'm like, Aaliyah. Just they'll give you a zip, ziplock bag of ice, something. You need to put ice on that right away. Um, but she said, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Did she twist her ankle in her shoes or was she barefoot? No, she, she had taken her big shoes off and she was in, uh, like little Little flats. Okay. Okay. And, uh, some guy that was in front of her, like stepped back onto her ankle, but then pushing her ankle like down. So it was probably like a sprain or something. Thank God she wasn't in her shoes. That could have been real bad. That. If she was in Although her I heels, told her if she was in her heels, she probably wouldn't have got hurt because they're high. They were high. He probably would have just. Oh well, yeah, he if probably he would have stepped hit the on heel. her foot, and then if her heel, if she like, he would have hit her heel, but that would have made her foot go too. But it would have like God. bent more. You know what I mean? Because she was yeah. higher in the air. Yeah. Ooh. Thank Ooh. God. Thank yeah. God. It was yeah. okay. I mean. Kind of sucks. She was disappointed. Yeah. She's like, wow, the party was really just getting Aww. really started. Um, but it's okay. And she has yeah. prom prom to go to. So, prom prom. Prom prom. This is just junior prom. So she has prom prom. And I told her because, you know, Corona's kicking up again, unfortunately. And one of the girls that bought the tickets to go to junior prom got to. You know, right before the junior prom, Aaliyah's like, Ma, she can't go and she can't go because they both have corona. Uh-huh. I'm like, great, wonderful. And then Aaliyah just tells me yesterday that one of the girls that were at her table Has just it? tested positive yeah. for corona. And I'm like, and maybe you should stop wearing your mask again because my daughter catches anything and everything that... Yeah, she's uh, like a weak immune system. Yes. So I'm like, you don't want to get sick for prom prom, you Pro- know? Prom prom. <laughs> for the prom prom. When is it? Uh, not until June. Okay. Yeah, so she's got a bit of time. Okay, yeah. Um, next weekend is her birthday. My bitch is going to be 17. I'm sorry, what? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. 
I know. The 27th, right? Yep. Oh, I totally yes, ma'am. Okay, 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 okay. So. How did that creep up so fast? She just had her sweet 16. I know. Wait, what? It's so sad. No, like she literally like just had her sweet 16. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm not so going to cry, that. but yeah, she's growing up and it's just sad. It's happy. My last little one, you know? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and that's it. Gonna start doing college tours. I gotta start doing that kind of stuff. And, um, thankfully, she fucking thinks she did well on her 2AP. She was Of course she did well. Like, she's, all she does is study. And it's so funny, because she came home one day, and she's like, you know, her A-push teacher said the first time she took her A-push, she got a one on it. Like, it scores one to five. She got a one. And she was telling them, like, don't really worry about it, da da da. So I told Leah, I'm like, listen to what your teacher is telling you. Like, don't worry about it, and da da da. But of course, my daughter can't not worry about it. Mm-hmm. So she was just like studying, and she had like just so much going on. Um, she also, which I don't think we talked about, but she was supposed to perform at Jones Beach for a Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Oh, did we talk about that? I don't know. But it ended up getting canceled because there was horrific weather. But it just got rescheduled for June. Oh, they're doing it again. June 16th. It's going to be at the Westbury Music Hall. Hall. Yeah, which I was like, that's amazing because that's like a big fancy place, you know. So it'll be more like a concert rather than outside. I mean, outside on the night at the Jones Beach Theater would have been a cool experience. But yeah. it's like this will be a more, you know, nicer experience. Yeah. She can get a little more dressed up and yeah. have fun with it. Non-torrential so, downpour. Yeah, I'm excited for that because that'll be like... She's getting emotional because all of her her major group of friends are all seniors. Older, yeah. So she's like, I have a feeling I'm going to cry. I'm like, of course you're going to cry. I'm going to uh, cry. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like this last time like I'm going to be performing with them. I'm yeah. like, they can bring over the instruments. You guys can play in my backyard. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Put on a live show. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's, you know. So that's it. My daughter's getting older. I'm getting older, and <laughs> my daughter's getting older, and I'm I yeah, older. you know, body's falling <laughs> apart. I've been through like four different prescription contacts, and I feel like I still can't see. And you know, I still haven't ordered my glasses, <laughs> dude. I'm the worst. Uh, you are. Yeah. <laughs> you need to just get them over with. I know. Uh, I ordered like home try-ons, and I wasn't like in love with any of them. So I'm down just like torn on like what to even get. I maybe I should just go in person. Mm-hmm. Right? Instead of ordering online. Well, online you're gonna get a much better deal. Yeah, I know, but I wanna try them all on. Cause I wanna get sunglasses with prescriptions, so I wanna like them. Right. You know uh, what I mean? Right, right, yeah. Like so. for regular glasses, I'll just get the same style of what I have now and just get like a refresh with my new prescription. Mm-hmm. But for sunglasses, I want them to be... Well, you're getting the, the transition, right? So you'll wear them all day, and then when you go out in the sun, they transition to sunglasses? Can I do that? Yeah. Oh, I, I was just going to get sunglasses that have prescription. They can, like, change, like a mood change? Yeah, when you go out in the sun, they... Oh, that's bougie bitch shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought that was a thing, but so I'm like, know, is it a thing? It is. See, going back to that old thing, sorry, I, we'll go back to your glasses, because I just choked, I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> My reflux 
Oh no. <laughs> has been so bad. Hell yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> it just sucks getting old. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I've been fucking popping tums like they're fucking candy again. <laughs> they um, are though. Tell me they're not. Uh, tums are so good. I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm less stressed than I have been lately. Like yeah. I feel like I'm mentally in a good state right now. Like things yeah. are just like I've been enjoying myself. Yeah. And I'm like a fucking fire-breathing dragon. I mean, last night you had to see me. I'm fucking laying down in bed. And all of a sudden, I'm like choking on... (laughs) I'm a hot mess. I'm a hot mess. But yeah, that's it. All right. So, yes, transition glasses. Get transitions. That's fancy shit. You can wear the same pair and then just go outside. You don't have to worry about like, oh, let me switch and put my sunglasses on now. Let me switch and put my... Does it act... I feel like I don't believe it. Does it actually work? No, it really does. You've had them? No, my uncle has. They're not the ones where you have to see. You have to open the lens. <laughs> no, they're like real. Yeah. Okay. Like they really work. Oh my God. Okay. I mean, I've never I'm, had them personally, but I would watch my uncle and we'd be inside and go outside and they'd change over to fucking sunglasses. Okay. I so. think I need to go in person somewhere. Because okay. if I want that, I want to try them on, you know? Okay. So I need to just do it. Whatever. Rip me off. Go in person. What is it going to be? Most like, what are they going to charge me? What did you pay? $600? Yeah, from but most. it depends on yeah on how much. Now your I have prescription a stigmatism. Is, kind of, well, now she has one of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, my vision is shit. Good vision, good knees, good back, no reflux. <laughs> I'd be great. Oh, and if I could lose a lot of weight too, but that's that's. Oh, and nice teeth. Uh, can we make a wish list? <laughs> who's who's keeping track check, of this? Check. Somebody make a list. Oh man. Anyways. Yeah. Getting old sucks. <laughs> I mean, it beats the alternative, right? <laughs> but, I mean, at least we're here. We're waking up. We're this putting our feet on the floor in the morning. Exactly. So, that's good. Okay, well, we've got some email updates for you. We do. I'm very excited about these. So, the first one, I'm going to give you guys a quick synopsis so that you remember what we are talking about. Um, this girl has been with her boyfriend for four years. They have a baby at the hospital. He was on his phone. He's playing Xbox. He's changed one diaper and he's just disassociated and careless now that he has a child. So she moved far away from her family and she feels like she's a single mom. She's lost, doesn't know what to do. Does she try to make it work or just pull away from him? Okay. So that was the original email. Okay. This is the update. She says, Hello, ladies. I want to give you guys an update on this email. I ended up leaving our out important information for you guys. As far as my family goes, yes, it was toxic growing up. My parents ended up getting a divorce about three years ago, and that did a lot. I didn't talk to my dad for about a year and a half, a year and a half, as he was trying to get his life together. Since then, our adult relationship has grown and gotten a lot better, and I don't talk to my mom nearly as much due to the fact that she's still drinking. As far as how I'm approaching my boyfriend in our situation, I've approached it in every way imaginable. I've tried coming to him in a calm manner and explaining to him my frustrations and concerns about him being a father and helping. I've tried to come to him in a bit of a stern manner, saying, please do something to fix this because I can't do this any longer. After coming to him respectfully and calmly, asking him and telling him what I need and want, and it still doesn't change. And then, yeah, I've came to him angrily about it as well. As far as our hospital stay is concerned, our son never got taken to the nursery and I never got taken away from my son and from him and my son and I were in our hospital room the whole 48 hours we were there. So my boyfriend was never alone for him to be bored and have nothing to do. Mm. 
This is word for word, just some of the things that I've gotten told by him. Mind you, this is pretty nice. Most of our other conversations and things he has he has to say is a hell of a lot worse than this. I'm going to attach pictures of our conversations. Okay, so then so she's I'll attached. be the boyfriend. Okay, we're going to act <laughs> it out. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, bro. You always wanted to be a mother. Wait, I love that he called her bro. Bro. Like, first of all, grow up. <laughs> Do not call me bro. Okay. Um, bro, you always wanted to be a mother. To the point where it was, have a kid or you lose you. I lost you anyway. I don't know how to be a dad. Sorry it didn't just come to me like it did to you. I'm glad that I should be... I'm glad that I should be more like your dad, even though he was a piece of shit until two months ago. But whatever, dude, KK, whatever you want. Oh, I don't know what you want. You shouldn't have had a kid if you didn't want to be a dad. And I literally didn't say anything about my dad, but okay. Uh, I wanted to be a dad. If you knew how important it was for me to have kids and have a family, but you knew in the back of your head that it wasn't important to you, then you shouldn't have been with me. Obviously not. Okay. You've showed me to me and the way that you talk that you don't want to be a dad. I don't like babies. I never have. Love kids. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. It's your child. Okay. Sorry I feel that way. Oh, gaslighting. Um, I don't like babies. Maybe you should go to therapy and figure out why you can't connect with your child. They're not clean. They're not fun. Are you dating a 10-year-old? They're not clean and they're not fun. Maybe you should do something to fix it so you can bond with your child. Then you don't want to be a dad. I do. I like kids. I don't like babies. You knew that too. We've talked about it. What does he want to do? Just like like, go adopt a kid? (laughs) Like just skip the baby phase? Like, whoa. (laughs) I, I like kids. I don't like babies. Oh, my God. You talk about loving someone unconditionally. That's what you're supposed to do with your child, but you don't. You only love your child when it's convenient for you. I love him. That doesn't mean I want to rub my face all over him the way you do. No, you don't do anything with him. You barely touch him. You barely hold him. You changed one diaper. You don't show love to him ever. Okay. You touching his hand for maybe three minutes isn't playing with him and it isn't bonding with him. Dude, I got to go to work. Okay, night. All I can say is it could have been different. Like, I do love him. Whether you want to tell me how I feel or not, I'm looking forward to the future. But this right now is, isn't is fun at all. Not to mention it's completely destroyed our relationship and left us in a financial ruin, which is everything I was stressed out for for nine months. I'm sorry if you're not going to be involved now. What makes you think you have the right to be involved in six years when he's, quote, fun for you? Like I said, love and affection starts from a young age, and if you don't show it to him now, he's not going to care later. I don't want to rub my face up against him. (laughs) I have laid with him on my chest. I see him for like an hour a day. I don't know what it fucking matters. I'm never going to see him again. Are you choosing that? The only thing I'm going to have with my son is the $1,500 worth of checks you're going to be, that I'll be sending to you every month so you can sit at home and do fucking nothing. So I don't know what it matters. I'm just, I'm going to work. Okay, bye. I can't believe, I mean, what more do you want? He spends an hour with your kid every day. How dare you want more from him? (laughs) Bro. Dude. 
Oh my God. They stink and they're messy and they're not fun. <laughs> Run, girlfriend. I don't know what our advice was last time. I think we asked you how you tried to make it work, try to make it work. I think this is... Also, I was concerned because... Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. But also, I that's why she brought up the nursery because I said when I had Zane, I wasn't aware that he could stay with me. And they took him to the nursery. And I remember being like, what the fuck? So I remember saying, was that like part of the issue? And she's like, no, the kid was with us the whole entire time. Okay, okay. Like, that's pretty <clears throat> shitty. And you know what? Like, when you're going into having a baby, you know that they're a baby first and then... Uh, a six-year-old takes a few years to get there, but she's absolutely a billion percent right. If you don't make that bond now, you're never going to have it. It'll never be a true bonding experience, in my opinion. But he's 22 years old. Oh my god, 22 years old and speaking like he is a child, bro. I, he, I can't even believe he addresses you like that. I right. don't even think that's the worst of it. I think he, the way he's, I mean, he's delusional. I mean, everything. But I'm saying, like, you're 22 and that's how you address the mother of your child? Grow up. And I don't want to put my, I don't want to put his face on me. I don't want my face on him. What? Do you, I, I feel so incredibly sad for you and I feel so incredibly sad for your son. And the fact that he thinks, like, $1,500 is, like, all that he's going to do, like that's that's just showing his lack of care. Like that's it. That's all you'll get, right? Is the fifteen hundred dollars so you can sit home and do nothing. I have news for him. <laughs> fifteen hundred dollars isn't enough money to pay for rent and take care of a child, raise a child, pay for everything a child needs. Fifteen hundred dollars is nothing. So he's he's throwing around numbers like it's a big thing that he's doing for you. Come on, man. That just shows you how little he does know. But I'm really sorry. And your baby's absolutely adorable. I think so that cute. you already feel like a single mom. And I think you know what you need to do at this point. I think you need to find a man that is there for you, supports you, and is a partner. And doesn't run away when things are a little hard for him. Or not fun enough. He can suck it. Sorry. We tried. We tried to tell you to make it work. But at this point, the way he's speaking to you is absolutely disrespectful. And the fact that he is not being a father to his child and the way he's acting like a child is beyond me. I think you deserve so much better. I think you can find so much better. Mm -hmm. And I think right now you're better off by yourself because he is like having another kid at this point. I feel horrible for you. Me too. I really do. You're going to get out of it, and you're going to be so much better. And your son will be, too, because to stay in a relationship for the wrong reasons is never a good—it's never a win for anybody. Yep. Agree. I'm so sorry for you. You got this. I'm actually excited for you to get away and move on and do better for you and your son. Okay. Hey, ladies, I'm updating you on my mother-in-law who is waiting for her mother-in-law to pass so she can get some money. I already know this is going to be long, but I have a different opinion on the whole situation, and I really wanted to write back in. So let's get into it. Recently, my husband, our two kids, and I took a trip to visit his mom. She lives about a seven-hour drive from us. She's newly engaged, and I was looking forward to getting some time in with her man because we haven't had much time with him in the two and a half years that they've been together due to COVID and also living so far away from each other. Just for those who don't remember, my father-in-law passed away suddenly three days after Christmas in 2018, and seven months later, my mother-in-law started dating her new man, who she got engaged to on New Year's of this year. <clears throat> 
my husband didn't take it well, and I get it. He's still grieving, and I've truly only really been listening to his side of things. I haven't really had the chance to be around my mother-in-law much again because of COVID and the distance. I was really looking forward to being around them and getting some more time one-on-one since it would just be our little family and them and none of my other in-laws. Unfortunately, her fiancé had a gallbladder attack and ended up in the hospital the day before we were to arrive. Talk about bad timing. My mother-in-law insisted that we still come, so we did, and I truly believe that this was a blessing in disguise. My husband stayed with us the first night and headed back to his hometown for a hockey tournament, which is about an hour and a half from where his mom now lives. So I was left alone with my mother-in-law for two nights, and ladies, we got to talking, and I see things so differently. I'm going to try and keep it short because this is probably already so long, but there's a lot to unpack. I mentioned in my first email that my late father-in-law was no saint. He had a lot of baggage and was an alcoholic for most of his adult life. After he died, we kind of put him on a pedestal, which I feel like a lot of us do when someone dies, which makes it hard to grieve, especially when there's a lot of trauma and bad memories. I knew that he, I knew he had laid his hands on my mother-in-law more than once. I also had heard that the way he spoke to her, but I never knew how truly awful it was. My father-in-law got clean about four years before he passed, only because he had gotten into a terrible altercation with my husband, where he punched my husband in the face after a night of drinking. It is still one of the most traumatizing nights of my entire life. I hate the memory, and just thinking about it makes me want to cry. So needless to say, we thought that we, he had gotten better. But I guess he was still horribly mentally and verbally abusive to my mother-in-law. He also controlled her like crazy. She wasn't allowed to spend money without him yelling and getting angry with her, even though she worked and had her own money. She was never allowed to have friends or go and do anything without him. And if she did, she paid for it. Now, here's where her mother-in-law ties in. She thought the sun rose and shined The sun rose and shined on her son. And my father-in-law had been with a woman before my mother-in-law for years. And when he went to propose, she told him she had been cheating on him for a while. He was obviously devastated and met my mother-in-law a short while later, proposed to her six months in and got married after nine months of knowing each other. My mother-in-law was only 19 and he was 26. His mother loved his ex even after... He, her cheating on her son and always compared my mother-in-law to the ex, stating that she was better than my mother-in-law. So needless to say, their relationship was terrible from the get-go. Can you, did I fuck that up? No. So it's like, he was with a girl. Mm -hmm. He was going to propose. She says, oh, I've been cheating on you. Mm -hmm. So then he meets her, Mm -hmm. falls in love with her. Nine months later, they're getting married. Mm -hmm. The mother-in-law... His mom mm-hmm. still liked the other girl who cheated on. Oh. And like, you'll never be as good as her kind of thing. Oh, like, so their relationship was just shit. Shit from the very beginning. Okay. Gotcha. My father-in-law had a bad heart and suffered many heart attacks. His first at 40 years old, and he almost died several times. He knew and was told that he probably wouldn't live the longest life, and he never had life insurance. My mother-in-law begged him to get some, to get some and he told her no. And so when he died, he was, she was left with all this and her debt and nothing to help pay for it. She's been struggling ever since he died financially. And just over the last year, she had figured out how to get through all the shit that he left her with. So context, she, doesn't, she isn't waiting for her mother-in-law's money in a nasty, mean way. She was just hoping for something to help pay off the debt and their mortgage she was left when her mm-hmm. husband died. 
Upon hearing all of this, I realized that I was so wrong about her. I was making judgments and going along with what all the others were telling me about her. I never had anything too too terrible happen with her. Yeah, she was petty about me not putting her in my son's birthday video. She actually apologized for that and told me that she wasn't upset with me. She was just so sad that COVID took so much away from all of us and it just hit her that she hasn't been able to spend as much time with our children. So moral of the story, I believe, is get all sides of the story before judging someone for the way that they're acting. Also, the reason she started dating so soon after her husband died, she said this, I woke up one morning and I realized I wasn't sad. I felt free. I told myself, you can do whatever you want to do. You are free. I instantly felt guilty and made an appointment with my therapist who had been helping me through everything. And we moved past the grief really fast. And I still talk about all the baggage and trauma from my 32-year marriage. She told me I had no reason to feel guilty about how I was feeling and that it gave me clarity. So I dipped my toes in the water and ended up falling in love with an amazing man who treats me like the queen I deserve to be treated like. How can I hate her and be upset with her for following her truth? And for following her heart, I shared all of this with my husband and he was grateful that we had time to bond. He is finally accepting of his mom's new path and told me that he's so happy that she's happy. He also said he really wants to get to know her fiance now. Ugh, my heart. Remember everyone, there's always three sides to a story. We never truly know why someone is the way that we are, they are, until we ask. I hope that this made sense and I felt like I really needed to update you all because it really I really painted my mother-in-law in a bad light and she didn't deserve it. She truly is an amazing lady and I do feel lucky that she's my mother-in-law. Sorry for the long email. Love you. Bye. Wow. 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 There is three sides. There's the two people side and then, and then the, the truth. The truth. Yeah. <laughs> and wow, this is beautiful. I, 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 I don't even know what to say. I was getting goosies at Alyssa's, as Alyssa was writing this because it's so true, you know? And, you know, when you talk to a person and you wonder why they're going through or something like that. And I have to tell you, I swear on my three children, today when I had woke up, I was having coffee with Ever, and I was going to sort the emails. And, of course, when I opened up, I was on Facebook yesterday, so Facebook is right there. And my Facebook memory came up for today. Five years ago today, and I I promise I'm not going to pull it up because it'll take me too long because I'm old, <laughs> but it literally said something, not verbatim because I don't remember, but it said something like, don't ever judge people, ever. You never know unless you're walking in their shoes of day-to-day life what that person is going through. Like, you never know, and this is like an exact example of that. Like, it's quick, we're all of us are very quick to judge. Even us, when we were just reading, um, I remember her. Like, But we don't know what she's going through. 32 years in an abusive, physically, mentally, financially, just being controlled, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's why also we try to give the perspective of like, well, let's put it in the person you're writing about sh- shoes because we don't know what they're going through and we don't know their side of the story. Right. And I think it's good to bring those points up because you truly never know. And like... Also, I'm a big believer in like having your own opinion about somebody mm-hmm. and not hearing like if you hear shit about them, like form your own opinion. Right. You know, not just because somebody else had a bad experience with them. It's like you don't judge somebody because of what somebody else said to you. Like give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. You know? And, I mean, she said that it was nothing ever major, but her little side comments or the complaining about the pictures and the this and that. And I guess her. Uh, hearing of everybody else's she was like oh yeah i can kind of see it but yeah you never really know 
You never really know. And I'm yeah. glad that this worked out beautifully. And yeah, it's a lesson for all of us, mm. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Love it. I'm glad that that worked out for you. I'm sure you feel like a big weight is like off your shoulders. Alyssa is doing an amazing job, so will the just keep doing it? Oh, God. <laughs> if she don't mind, of course. I don't mind. I just need to figure out what this is about. This is the one, the husband who cheated on the wife for five years. Oh. This, this is fresh, brand new. Okay, yeah. This is the one we literally just read. If you want to listen to it, it is in which episode? Uh, from the 16th. Yes. Yes. That's when this episode went up. So if you want to listen to it, it's from what month are we in? May. May 16th. 16th. Um, Okay. So basically this daughter found out that her father had been cheating with a coworker, family friend for four to five years. Um, Mom found out and is staying with dad. And And she's angry at him. So she's like, how the fuck do I get over this and forgive him? 26 years they were together. Yes. 26 years, and she is 20 and has two older siblings. So this, yes. is, a, this is a very grown family. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Updates. Just a few updates from questions y'all asked while reading my email. Sorry, this might be a little all over the place. My mom only found out because the lady's husband found out one night and was about to drive to our house because they were friends and know where we live to tell my mom, but my dad said no, just tell her over the phone. So she found out from the lady's husband because my dad couldn't even tell her himself. So he didn't confess. He's a little bitch. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. That is cowardly. You know... But you just gave the speech about how we don't judge until we know. Blah, okay, blah, blah. but I don't like, know what he's doing. But cool. no, he was a little bitch. He couldn't even fess up to his own. Because what's more to that story? Like the only thing I could think of is if he found out the mother was having an affair, so he had an affair too. But like that's still not appropriate, right? It's not. And the right. relationship, or unless they had like an open relationship, but that does not seem like that is the case here. Okay. 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 So I leave my little bitch stands. <laughs> my statement stands true. <laughs> I'm sorry, though. Okay. Um, sorry. Finding my place now. My dad also tried to lie about what all the affair involved. He claimed it was only text and flirting through text, yet he deleted all his texts with her daily. So how would she know? And we're supposed to believe for four to five years nothing physical happened ever? Mm. Sorry, but that just sounds like complete bullshit. Now back to the night that she found out. There was a lot of yelling, and luckily I wasn't home, but my sisters were blowing up my phone telling me what happened. Although they didn't know anything, for sure, except my parents were yelling a lot. We all could assume only a few things would make them act like that. We literally said, it's if it's because he cheated, we could all guess who it was with because he was always so fucking weird about her to us. I also don't think it was going to stop until something bad like that happened. Wow, so you guys so guessed it. So you guys it. all... Weird, like how? Like, how is he weird about her? Interesting, okay. Looking back, I'd always notice that he'd delete his messages with that... Oh, like this, okay. He'd always delete his messages with that... Just with that coworker, and just be strange when she'd call him, but my first thought wasn't that he's cheating. Okay, understood. See, if I just keep reading, you guys answer my questions. <laughs> 
However, the one thing my mom was persistent about if they were going to try and work it out was that either he needed a new job or to not work on the same team as her. He was the head manager and she was his second in command at work, basically. She immediately stepped down from her position, probably because her husband made her. And so from what we know, they haven't seen each other since we found out. But now it's just so awkward. Like my mom's always going through his phone and complaining to me about him. So I don't understand why she's still with him. I think a big reason that my mom stayed is number one, she told me that she felt embarrassed that she was cheated on for so long and didn't even know. She thinks that people will look at her different and judge her and think that she was dumb for not realizing, but she isn't the only one who should be embarrassed. He should be. Number two, my younger sister's only 14 and she already struggled a lot with my dad before the situation. They just never got along. So I think that my mom wants to stay together partly so that my sister can grow up with both of her parents, but I think it's hurting my little sister more than helping her. I can't know all the reasons that she stayed, but I do know that those are a few big ones. My mom has literally told me that I shouldn't be mad at my dad because he cheated because it's something that he did to her, but in reality, he did it to all of us. And I don't care that he's still my dad. I can still be mad and not like him because of that. And it might be sad to say, but now when I think of my wedding, I don't want to have to walk down the aisle with my dad because, but I'll feel like I have to because if I don't, everyone else in our family would wonder why, because they think he's such a great dad. He's such a great guy and the best dad. I literally, literally dread that part of my future wedding because I have to lie to our whole family and act like nothing happened and be unhappy on my day to please my mom and other family by letting him walk me down the aisle. Maybe one day I won't be so angry about the situation or at him in general, but it won't be anytime soon. <laughs> okay, I have to address a couple of things. Uh, your paragraph where you wrote, I think the big reason my mom stayed is one, she told me she felt embarrassed that she was cheated on for so long and didn't know. She thinks people would look at her and judge her and think she was dumb for not realizing this. Um, but she isn't the one who should be embarrassed. Okay. Let's address that first and put mom onto this podcast so she can hear me. Mom, are you kidding me? (laughs) I would rather, first of all, nobody's going to look at you and judge you and be like, oh my God, it was five years. How did she not know? People would are going to judge you for staying with somebody. You're making a decision to stay with somebody who chose to do that to you and your family, your daughter, you who wrote in. You're 100% right. He didn't just cheat on the mother. He broke up that family. These kids will never, ever look at him the same way again. That's your, you're their mother. I feel like I'm talking directly to her. You're their mother and you need to show them how to stand strong. You're allowing your three daughters to feel like it's okay to be cheated on and stand by that man. You're giving them the go ahead to be treated less than. You're, you deserve better and for your 14-year-old that you're like, oh, like I, I want to raise them in a two-parent home, that's the cockiest, ugliest crap I've ever heard because it's so much better to raise it in a healthy environment than a toxic environment. Your daughter and him, doesn't even, don't, they don't even have a relationship. Now she knows all of this too. That's only going to make her, it's going to make her despise him. And then she's going to look at you differently. She's going to say, wow, what kind of mother am I? She's staying with a man who treated her like this. Like, this man broke up your family, and you're choosing to stay for the right of the family, but yet it's doing the complete opposite. You're, you're, listen to what your daughter who wrote in is saying. She doesn't even want this man to walk her down the aisle. He destroyed this family, yet she's going to have to pretend like he's this great man that everybody loves for the sake of you. 
Like, think of that. You're putting so much pressure on your daughters because you're making a decision to stay with a man for your daughters. It makes zero sense. You you deserve better. And I really hope that your mom is listening to me. And I hope that she goes to therapy and realizes that she doesn't deserve this. Like, at all. At all. It's horrible. I think, honestly, to, in my opinion, one of the worst parts of it all is that your mom is venting to you about it, you said. You're stuck in the middle now. And that no one should ever have, no child should have to hear that about their parents. That should be information that is kept between them. You should not be hearing information and she should not be venting to you about this. At all. That's horrible. Because now you're hearing shit about your dad and she's, you're seeing her upset and you're stuck in the middle because you're like, what the fuck? This should not be happening. Why do I have to hear all of this? What? No, but she's choosing to stay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. She's she's doing more harm. Like he fucked up the family and she's continuing to fuck it up to stay trying to protect the family. Meanwhile, you know, like she's more concerned with outside opinions other than her daughter's think of that. Think of like what you're allowing your daughter to do. Listen, choosing to leave my first marriage was so difficult. I tried so many times. I was so scared to be a single mother. Like but at the same time, it's like I'm not teaching my sons how to be a right man or my daughter how to be in a relationship if I'm showing them that it's okay to stay in a relationship where there's no relationship. There was no relationship between him and I anymore. Like staying in it for those reasons are only raising your kids to be in that same sort of shit, you know? And it's just not good. And yeah, like Alyssa said, the fact that now your daughter is hearing all of that, it's just that that even makes it worse oh i'm so i'm furious for you writer who wrote in i'm furious for you i think that your mom is making decisions way too quickly i think that she really needs to think about what happened like jerry said she needs to go to talk to a therapist and realize what's going on um at the end of the day listen you can tell your mom a hundred times that you think she's making a mistake and if she wants to stay with him, then she's going to stay with him. And that's her decision that you're going to have to deal with. And families are hard to deal with because you can't control everybody's decisions at the end of the day. You can tell your mom, you can go to therapy with your mom, you can tell her how you feel, you can try your best and that's all that you can do. Because at the end of the day, if she wants to stay, she's going to stay. Because... She feels embarrassed. She doesn't want to start over. She's comfortable. She's, she's willing to get over it. That's her decision. And if that's what she wants to do, then that's something you're going to have to be angry at her for and tell her you're angry and deal with it from there. Okay, I want to say one more thing mm-hmm. about the whole walking you down the aisle. If your mom chooses to stay with him, you don't have to have him walk down your aisle. And you don't need anybody to make an explanation. You don't owe anyone an explanation. I don't think it would be right of you to go, well, he did X, Y, and Z, because that's not your story to tell in that light. You could just say, I have a severed relationship. I mean, not that you know, owe anybody an explanation. It's It would affect her wedding day, though. But Like, so people are going to ask, then she has to worry about people asking her questions, or, you know. I have a severed relationship. Him, you know, like, and so what's the alternative the alternative is walk down be unhappy in your marriage and you and your mom now would both be protecting the man who ruined the marriage like you both are if you choose to do this and just 
walk down like nothing is wrong just to protect the family. You're protecting the man who destroyed your family. Like your mom is protecting him because she's worried about the judgment. So she's going to choose to stay with him. So she's protecting. She was the one that was violated. She was the one that was hurt and cheated on and everything else. And by choosing to stay with him, she's protecting him. Like she's she's worried about what people are going to think. I also think that you should cross that bridge when you get there because you said you're 20. It doesn't sound like you're with anyone or even engaged yet. And I think that you should just worry about that when you get there. Like, don't stress over when you have a wedding one day, what's going to happen. Because if you have a wedding in seven years, you're going to be in a totally different spot. Who knows if your mom would even leave? Who knows if you'll, I don't know, maybe have a great relationship with your dad. Like, you don't know what's going to happen in those years. So, like... Try not to stress about things that you don't have to stress about right now. You have enough stress on your plate, so I wouldn't worry about who's going to walk you down the aisle. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I, I agree. Yeah. But I also understand that, like, if it is a it, worry, yeah, because it would be like, oh my god, my life is in turmoil now. Who's right. going to walk me down the aisle? Right. Like, I get it. Yeah. But you're a hundred percent right because where you are today is not where you'll be in tomorrow. in a week. Right. <laughs> exactly. You'll yeah. be in a different spot today, tomorrow than you are today. Yeah. You might um, have an awakening and be like, oh, my dad's not even coming to my wedding. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're. It's so fresh and it's so like emotional right now. Like, give. I'm such a believer in time. You need to just give it time and like, don't worry about something that you don't have to make an assi- a decision on right in this moment it's funny that you just, just said that punch my ipad down you you were saying that like like a believer in time and everything yeah. is emotional i mean yeah. you hear your response and then you hear my response my response is all an emotional response like right. he doesn't deserve he he doesn't deserve to walk her down the aisle he doesn't deserve the mother to give him a second chance like i'm my responses are all emotional. Yours are like, go to a therapist, think it through, go slow, da da da. Mm. And and it's like it's so true. But um I I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I think mom should go to therapy. I think you should all go to therapy, but I don't think giving dad a free pass because you guys are so concerned what other people are gonna think is helping a situation. I think it's just enabling mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just think as humans, like we can't like, no one can process something so quick. Like, you need to, like, literally just, like, sit and think for, like, a really long time. Like, just let yourself, like, process. It's like it's like getting into a fight with, like, your partner. It's like, if you're yelling in that moment or if you sleep on it and talk the next day, like, you're going to be a lot more clear and level-headed because you're thinking. Like, as humans, we just need to think instead of just reacting so quickly and being like, I need to make a decision right now. I need to do this right now. And it's like, chill for a second. Mm-hmm. And like think and like don't react right away, and like you'll become more level headed and can actually make decisions. And like I said, I think things can change in a week, and I think that in years you're going to be a totally different human, and things are going to change, and questions are going to be answered, and who knows what's going to happen in those years? Maybe you and your sister will have a one night heart to heart that changes your perspective on everything. Like you literally just don't know what's going to happen. Like somebody could say one sentence to you, and it'll change your life. Mm-hmm. Literally, just think of the last email we read. How she like despised. She thought her mother in law was waiting on the one conversation, and one conversation. She has a completely different outlook. So maybe you need to have a heart to heart with your dad. She maybe in time because I think right Right. now I think it would be too emotional. Right. Um, Um, You maybe you need to have multiple heart to hearts with your dad because one conversation is not enough. 
There's a lot. There's a lot. This is, it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot going on. And I think you just need to give yourself time to process it all, have a lot of conversations. You don't need to heal right away. You don't need to be like, why am I so mad at him? Like, why can't I just get over this? Be mad at him. Just be mad at him. Ask questions. Have hard conversations. Let it, let the process flow. Don't try to rush anything. And definitely don't sweep shit under the rug. No. I can't stand that. Like, no. no, it's not over. It's not done. It has to be addressed. And yeah, yeah, I agree with Alyssa. I always do. <laughs> See, I'm the hot-headed, hot-headed like, <laughs> emotional reaction. And then I hear mm-hmm. Alyssa's side, and I'm like, oh, she's right again. Because, <laughs> again, like you said, we don't know the, what's in the mother's shoes. Right. We don't know. Uh, I'm going to tell you just one last thing. Answering that, we don't know what's in the mother's shoes. Her mother is looking at it from a very selfish point of view right now. If it was just him and her, the mother has any decision. But Mm. the mother has four girls that need to be taken into account. You know, there's girls that she's teaching. And listen, I mean, there was shit, obviously— I don't we, think we've the spoken 14 about. Fourteen year old should know what happened. Do you think? I don't know if the fourteen year old knows or not. Oh, she just knows they were fighting. I I don't know. I don't uh-huh. know if like once it came out, if everybody knows yeah, or not. Yeah. Um, I just think that, um, yeah, protecting him for the sake of what other people care or think or might think is just so wrong when you have children that. Or looking up to you, you know? Sorry, I cut you off. No, you didn't. I did. I don't know. <laughs> but I just did. This This hurts for me because I, yeah. I don't I want, get it. Uh, sh- to me, staying with to try to preserve the family is just doing more harm to the family. And I, I totally agree with that. I just am saying it's not that easy. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the mother is emotionally fucked up. Like, it's not that easy to just be like, okay, I'm going to give up and walk away. Oh, I, Like, she listen, probably wants to make it work. I tried for many years, too, so I know. I also just, yeah. I get it. Especially I get both since sides. the kids are older, you know, I guess that's yeah. why to me it's just like, and I also know that, like, I know I damage my kids in certain aspects, you know. I mean, every parents, every set of parents damage their kids in one aspect or another, whether it's, uh, a two-family home, you go weekends, whether it's a marriage that's not healthy, whatever it is, there's always going to be some trauma. And my hopes are that my kids get the good from me and that they learn from the bad of me. And if your mom chooses to stay with your dad, let that be something, a message that to you. you don't want. <laughs> what you will never accept yeah. in a partner. Yeah. And um, take the good, like your mom stood by his side regardless. And, you know, learn from the good and the bad in this, I guess. Yep. Laptop closed. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> thank, thank you. For you. The yeah, thank you for all of your updates. Um, thank you guys for listening. Send us an email. I know. Listen, you listening? I'm talking to you. You've been wanting to send one? Fucking do it. Just do it. Okay. Okay, you hear me? Do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Whether it's about relationship advice, mother-in-law advice, sex advice, a funny story you want to tell us, we want to hear it all. Even if you need to get something off your chest. Vent. Vent it out. Get it off. We love to hear it all. 
And we love you guys. So send it to our email, agamilpodcast at gmail.com. A-G-A-H-M-I-L podcast at gmail.com. If you forget that, it's just the abbreviation, a girl and her mother-in-law podcast at gmail.com. And you can also just go to our Instagram and hit the email button if you don't want to remember anything that I just said. If you want to help support this podcast, it means a lot to us. Click the link in the description. It's $2.99 a month and you get our episodes a whole day early. Part of the subscription club. And if you want to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, five stars, it helps support this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you all on Thursday. Have a great Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday whenever you're listening to this. (laughs) Sunday. <laughs> or Sunday, if you're a part of the subscription. Hi, happy Sunday. <laughs> okay, okay, love, love you. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>